This is Critical Nonsense, your high-low browso about culture, science, and tech. This week, Joey asks Aaron about May's vibe shifts. It's been a long Maytember. No, 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 I'm interrupting. You've done that one before. No, I re- no. Have I haven't? Not about yes. Maytember. Yeah, but come on now. This, well, it was relevant. On, this is what a Joey sounds like. This is what a Joey what, sounds like. I think that's very fair. This is what an unnecessarily perturbed, interjecting, and unnecessarily um, emo denying Aaron sounds like today. I don't even sing a song because I don't deserve one. That was really rude of me. So I'm self, I'm Ugh. self-imposing. Ugh. My rudeness. Aaron, um, there's no house cleaning today. <laughs> I refuse because I'm in my ennui. Um, <laughs> I wanna, wait, there is a house I, I want to talk to you. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait. there's a house There's no keep. Jess. Oh. We have to just mention that there's no Jess. And yeah. we acknowledge. There's no Jess. You. I don't know if, yeah, so. She's in. Hi, bye. She's at, at nuptials. Uh, yes. Yes. Um, Wishing Aaron. people the, nup- the nuptials. Yes, Joseph. Do you believe in vibes? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm hearing share in my head. I'm, there's just so <laughs> many places that takes me. Well, mm, you're going to hate this response. I know this isn't like the full question, but like, what do you mean by vibes for us who are elder millennials and don't speak Gen Z? Set it up. And here I come. No, uh, <laughs> yes. With yes. the spike. Um, so I've. I don't, I don't know if this is everyone that certainly started from a very anecdotal place. May has been so weird, <laughs> like mm-hmm. just like weird and like piling on and like bizarre like things. And I started like asking people about it, like my friends and, and um, you know, some colleagues or things. I'm just like, has it been really weird for you this month to like, like texting people and just like random texts like, hey, is it weird out? And they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I sent, I sent, I told you before the pod, I sent someone a text yesterday that just said is Mercury in fuckdrograde because I, I like, <laughs> I don't know how else to describe this thing. And I've, I've started sort of wondering if on the back of the pandemic, now, you know, not that COVID is gone, but no one I, I think ever expected it to be fully gone from our lives anytime in the near future, but at least where behaviors are sort of changing as if we're not in that pandemic anymore. Um, it feels like we're snapping into a different vibe. And I don't mean that in like the K-hole way, like did you get left behind <laughs> because you have the wrong genes, which we've spoken about before. But maybe a little bit more like a paradigm shift where people are like making major life decisions, are reorienting themselves, uh, are interacting with each other weird as we're in this sort of like transitioning moment. And so I wanted to ask you, do you believe in the idea that collective vibes could exist and are we fully entering into a new vibe? I, uh, 
I I am exasperated because I also had uh, a, a terrible Maytember. Not terrible, because <laughs> yeah, all of 2022 we could call it was uh, terrible. There's reason to believe next month can be better than the last. Ah, yeah, I see what you did there. And I agree. I, and and to be honest, like, I think this question of like, how do, where does the line between my experience and a collective experience, like, where does that line exist? And where does that, where do they interact? Because I'll tell you, for example, if I think about some things that have caused me a sense of like, discomfort. For some reason, this whole debt, some unknown reason, this debt ceiling situation that was resolved last night when we're recording this was giving me so much discomfort, deep, deep yeah. discomfort. Agita. Yes, yes, it's, it's, it was agita. Like, and so like, and I think to me, what was going on with the debt ceiling debate kind of encapsulated a version of what I was seeing in other people around me and what I was experiencing, which is this space of like, like liminal lack of control, like a a, a moment of like very, very specific and intense, like present dystopia of like, no, 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 it's fine. We know that we're going to send the whole global economy off a cliff, but we're just going to like, we'll figure it out and we'll just debate about it. But we don't know like that notion and 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 to say like that has like very specific personal and professional economic ramifications and whatnot so like and i pay very very close attention to that (laughs) as most leaders of most companies do is like this like tenuous recovery that we have from covid and what's going to happen with it so anyway very very long-winded way of saying that i know that at, at its most simplest there are like external instances that still impact the collective and therefore waterfall down into individual feelings and decision making when you talk about like career shifts and like what you want to do with your life and also this like we're no the pandemic has been lifted officially like what mm-hmm. does that mean for us um but as far as like oh and the weather in LA has been crap this whole month so everybody that's listening in <laughs> <laughs> California knows that this monsoon situation with no rain but all gray. I'm sorry, I do, I do not pay LA taxes <laughs> to live in Seattle. I'm just saying. Um, I'm saying it with an ironic. I feel voice like your taxes would actually, be worse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they would be. And I'm also saying it that way because I'm trying to cloud the fact that that's actually what I think. So please, that's. But but, I guess my like kind of counter to you as part of this is like. When I play that back, like, am I thinking about vibes right? Is that how you're thinking about it when you think about these, like, collective vibes, let alone a collective vibe shift and whether or not either of those things exists? No, I think it's, I think it's definitely relevant to that as well, right? Like, so some of this feels in some ways like the like a moment where people are making decisions that had been sort of like put on hold for a long time. And and you can almost see it in like a bunch of different arenas, right? Like you brought up the political arena, right? Think back 
to, you know, what, five months ago when the Republican Party couldn't like confirm a House speaker, right? Because there were sort of, there was almost like paradigmatic differences within the party of, of like a, a reshifting, right? Like a moderate portion of the party was like not able to agree with a, a further right portion of the party and they just like couldn't meet, right? Like that idea of like a reshuffling and a resettling based on people making decisions that the pandemic or maybe other circumstances that like that resettling would have happened in a more even manner had we not had this sort of intense pandemic moment that just either put people's lives on hold or forced them to make decisions under different criteria than they normally would make decisions. And sort of that like decision debt or like vibe debt that was sort of uh, constrained by external forces feels like suddenly now I've had multiple people in my life contact me this month about like divorces or like Mm -hmm. major breakups or things like that. There's a, a thing I saw yesterday sort of in the entertainment realm of I, I didn't read the article. I don't even have an opinion about this, but I feel like it is uh, a sort of demonstration of the idea. Um, someone, Matthew Zeitlin, Zeitlin uh, mm. he, he said, I feel like the Hannah Gadsby phenomenon is a good marker of how generally deranged society was from 2015 to 2021. And it's about mm. an article in artnews.com basically talking about how disastrous her show was. And like so, someone had said uh, seeing cringe lib content be popular for a few minutes was basically your generation's personal Vietnam War. But like, <laughs> I mean, outside of... Oh, the internet. The, oh, the internet. Yeah, Hyperbole abounds. Yeah, but the the idea that like, were suddenly, you know, the writer's strike is like another like demonstration of this as well, of people being like, we weren't okay with this for a long time and now we're like officially not okay and we're making major decisions to sort of like reorient in the paradigm. And like a lot of these things I think are probably exasperated by things like the debt ceiling debate or, you know, the sort of what the fuck is AI (laughs) conversation of the past seven months. That I wanted to hit on that one because I think that there is something that goes that's going on with the popular discussion around AI that is um, that has nothing to do with the technical or even professional ramifications across so many industries about it. And I think it is this notion that like this this leap forward that no one is ready for. So to your point, like the two strikes that are one that's already been authorized by the writers guild in LA. And then you've also got in Hollywood and then you've also got uh, SAG. Uh, I think they voted on Monday or they will be voting next Monday about whether or not the members might authorize a strike. Um, but all like a huge anchor of both of those is around um, on the actor's side. Like what are the things that need to be done to protect actors likenesses and the use of them in media? And then on the writer's side, how do you, incorporate this technology if at all into the development of tv and movies and whatnot and like 
those are really, really specific manifestations that need to be figured out. But sitting above this is this like everything is changing really, really fast and really, really big. And we don't know what it's like, what's happening. And I wonder if like in some of these, there's this like um, recurrence of the pandemic shock moments of like everything was fine on Monday, but then you heard something on the news and then no one went to work for three years. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like this sort of like, shoe dropping in such an immediate and dramatic and like decisive fashion it's like Mm -hmm. no everywhere can kill you and don't go outside terrifying but like very very clear a lot of these other things that we've been talking about are moving at a slightly more normal pace to some degree with the potential exception of like the ai discussion but that also is this like, is well, is this gonna like where is is the clarity gonna come super fast? No, is it gonna come super slow? Maybe this sitting in limbo is something that we've actually kind of. I don't know if we've gotten comfortable with this type of limbo, which might be making it feel like there's a bigger shift happening. When yeah, this might I mean, to your be life. To your point, that I saw something earlier this week that was like the timeline is collapsing, and it had like. Mm one meme and it said like March 2023 and it was the same reporter a a correspondent sitting next to them and the White House uh, press secretary responding to the question and the the first one was like in May in March 2023 it was like uh, some AI scientists are talking about existential risk that could threaten the future of humanity and the person next to them is like laughing hysterically and like the press secretary is like their response was like rebutting like great i love your timing like john or whatever and then may 2023 the person asked a similar question and everyone in the audience is like super stoic where it's like scientists are now talking about the potential of extinction risk and the the press secretary is like we're taking this very seriously and we're bringing in ceos and it's just like the compression of these things is like certainly but like the the sort of everyday life component or the way maybe it's just the way in which those things are impacting people just feels like what I, I can't tell is it like people like fuses are shorter i i see like more argumentativeness in in public and things like that i see uh you know I see people making like major life decisions again, anecdotal, but I've done like, you know, a little bit of primary research and be like, you seeing this? And everyone's (laughs) like, yeah, it's weird. (laughs) Like what the heck is happening? Um, And it seems to be across so many places that I'm like, what is it? What does it look like to snap into something so quickly? Like, right. Like can the vibe shift happen in a compressed timeline in the way that we're, we're talking about like all these other things getting so compress i don't know i mean do you do you get that same feeling like i think the individual sort of industries that you talked about i think are like spot on like they're right like ai or the sort of hollywood entertainment world but i'm curious if you feel that in maybe like Mm. more 
personal worlds, like your relationships or things like that? Yeah, like as I'm thinking about it, I've got a couple folks who are going through major career shifts that have been pending for a long time where they've been like on a fence and really trying to stick it out. And they're like, nope, it's time for the shift in there. And they're doing it and they're really excited. Um, I think there have been some interesting things in watching how. I, I don't know if I can attach it to this month. But I think that they're the sort of like social media manifestation in real life of people. I guess what I mean by that is like I've seen some people at certain amusement parks act really terribly. Uh, I'm not going to go into any more detail than that. So we'll just have to keep it cryptic. Um, but, uh, but there have been some instances where I think that there are people who are just um, – lashing out in a way that I have Mm -hmm. not seen recently and in ways that otherwise in the past would have been relegated in the recent past to the internet and just being a troll like online, but instead you're doing it in your job (laughs) in people. Um, And then I guess the, the other kind of piece that I'm thinking about as well is um, people who I don't see it so much in like, the romantic relationships that are in my orbit, but I do see a lot in the sort of, um, yeah, mostly in the professional spaces and really, Mm -hmm. but I think that it boils down to like the, am I, the way that it's been consistent is like, am I, am I, I don't know why I'm going to say it this way. Am I pooping or getting off the pot? Like I've been seeing a lot of that. And I think a lot of people are finally like, let's, Go because there is no time. And like me, I'm going on. I mean, this happened earlier, but it's coming up very soon. Is that after a very difficult last year, um, Branch and I made the decision that we're going to Alaska on a cruise. And we were just like, there's literally going to be no other like thing that says, like, okay, now's the time. And we're not going to wait until retirement. Like, we can't count on those sorts of things and so it's just like no we're just gonna go and do and i think that that sort of like let's go like let's not sit idle is maybe what's in this shift like where we're coming out of a pandemic and if anybody who's been left around we gotta do some stuff yeah and i want i want to like add that i don't think all of the things that i've been seeing are like inherently negative that's not how i feel at all i there's been like some like quite positive thing right like a divorce or something like that it obviously is not great maybe it is for the best and can be positive and it fits within that like shit or get off the pot type of idea that you're talking about but like i i've also seen people sort of like snapping into a new orientation that is like quite positive and just have like a happier outlook or a more a healthier outlook on things simultaneously and maybe some of the weirdness is actually coming that like some people have snapped into that new better place and some people haven't gotten there for any number of reasons i don't have a a contention for like why that would be happening i I could come up with a, a lot of hypotheses but that that idea like the weirdness is coming where like some people are like 
getting into a new vibe and moving into a new stage and other people aren't. And that is like friction, right? Yeah. And, and that might take us to Aaron's wrap up corner. Um, that was a totally normal segue to wrap this up, right? Um, yeah, I think it, I just imagine that it's your spaghetti Western themed, uh, sandwich wrap shop that's on a corner. Yes. And definitely Lucy Lawless is somehow involved. Oh, it's because it was her (laughs) fajita round. All right. There's going to be something in the show. Yeah, you're eating it. going to get it. You invented, um, actual spaghetti burritos and it's Aaron's spaghetti Western wrap up corner. I all right. So this this is how we're gonna do this, cowpokes. I think the vibe shift is what we have explored. Uh, is a thing, <laughs> and perhaps wow, this is why we need Jess. And is likely best manifested current in the current moment between a lot of people making very severe decisions for the better. Uh, positive, not positive and negative, but like energizing and perhaps challenging decisions at the same time that lead to happy and tough outcomes. And we all have to be humans that are swirling in and around each other at the exact same time. But because we're all, so many people are pulling those triggers, we're left saying, and um, I think, I think our qua is where we landed. Jess would be so proud of that wrap up corner, I think. Yeah. I think that's it. Que paso, no me gusta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you did it. Nailed it. Awesome. Now I'm going to eat my Shall spaghetti. We? Yes. Critical Nonsense is a Sylvain production. Brought to you by the people that made that sketch on SNL with Lucy Lawless and as Stevie Nicks at Stevie Nicks' Fajita Roundup because that's apparently what was going on in my mind the whole time. As always, we'd like to thank our executive producer and Bolognese lady, Jess Vander. <laughs> We'd also like to thank, he's not Linguini, he's our sound engineer, uh, Alex Contel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd like to thank our programming coordinator and Farfalle of my heart, Les Jacobs. And, you know, I would call one San and the other Marzano, Sarah Gilbert and Nora Mestrich. Thank you for all of your production help. And as always, thanks, Alain. Thank you, Alain, and Jess. And Jess, just for my foodness, because I, I could not uh, have food without Jess. <laughs> we miss you. Uh, uh, special thanks to Sfoglini, the pasta company, mm-hmm. yes. making the Cascatelli yes. pasta from the Sporkful. I had it recently. Yes. Delightful. It's delicious. I'm glad that you can get it now. It was impossible when that stuff came out. It was, uh, me and, and Katie Sadow hunted, could not get a box for months. It was hard. Emerson calls it the ear pasta, and I'm like, oh, you had a recchiette? And she's like, no. Uh, idiot like she talks to me with like such derision she's like no not that one the other ear pasta and i was like uh i don't know what that means 
I love it. I I I would like to give uh, um, special thanks to um, uh, to the thing that I'm going to put in the show notes, which helped me actually find the best brand of San Marzano tomatoes. I think I've gone through this before on the pod, but I'm just saying San American tomatoes, not 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 the bee's knees. It looks like it's going to be really good. And it's got the little S&M in the supermarket. I'm just saying, explore your tomato options. I This is what I believe. And brand ambassadors, please send me lots of San Marzano tomatoes so that I can help uh, change my mind. I don't know. <laughs> well, with that, eat some pasta. Have a great weekend. We love you. Bye. Bye. Protected cards. And recording. You ready, Aaron? Yes.